Well, good evening, everyone. <laughs> I thought that I'd begin tonight by giving you some statistics about our food fight and our Operation Christmas Child. Well, as you know, food fight ended last Sunday, and I'll tell you, I think the rough, the rough scores. So the mini marvels, they brought in 446 canned and packaged foods. Yeah, pretty awesome, huh, those little ones? <laughs> and the Mighties, they brought in 787. And Relentless, Relentless, now you know, if they have won, then Pastor Ben would have had to shave his head. So when the final number turned out to be 665, there was a look of relief on his face. However, I just found out that someone would love to bring in 200 packages of Simon. So what do you think? Yeah, yeah I think so too. <laughs> and then our Operation Christmas Child, we had our packing party last Sunday, and we have right now 336 boxes. So, and they're still coming in. Pretty awesome, huh? You know, I have been here I'm in my 10th year, and I have always been so blessed to be a part of such a giving church and a part of a church that understands how very important it is to teach our children to have loving and giving hearts and how to serve the Lord and serve others. And not just locally our kids get to be a part of that, but they get to be a part of that in the world as well. Operation Christmas Child, just to give you a little background, has um, ministry in over a hundred countries and like 168 million children have received boxes since they began this ministry in the 90s and our kids get to be a part of that and it isn't just Christmas boxes that go they take a team to every country that they go to and they put on like a little mini camp they have a curriculum the whole nine yards they share the gospel and millions of people have come to know Jesus through this ministry and we get to be a part of that pretty awesome huh you know our kids giving has brought such joy to them I know because I have pictures of it they are so excited to get to give these to the kids in other countries and you know, Paul in 2 Corinthians, when he talks about giving with a cheerful heart, he did that to highlight for the Corinthian church that giving isn't an obligation. It's a matter of the heart. And it's something that we get to rejoice in. It's something that we get to have joy when we do that because we're partnering with the Almighty God for what's special to His heart. And that's that people come to know Him and that no one should perish, but that everyone should have everlasting life. And we get to be a part of that. So have that in your heart tonight as we bow our heads and thank him for the opportunity to give. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you are our Lord and Savior. Thank you so much, Lord, that you are a part of everything in our lives. We're so grateful, so grateful to know you. And Lord, tonight as we give, we want to give with a heart that rejoices. We want to present to you our tithes. We want to present to you, Lord, our offering. And to declare not only that we're joyful to give, but Lord, that we are trusting when we give, trusting you with everything in our lives. Lord, bless each giver here tonight. 
we do rejoice. We do love you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we say thank you to Pastor Lynn for all that you do? All of our kids all over the place in a safely confined area. These are your children, which we are thankful for. Tonight we get to talk about not just what happened in this past year, 2019, but what we get to look forward to in 2020. So if this is your first time to our Wednesday night, we call this our vision night. And at least once a year, we talk about the heart and vision of our church. And we also look at what God has done in the past year. So together, collectively, we can be a part of something bigger. And to remember and remind ourselves that we are a part of God doing something throughout the world. So when you came in, you were given a pamphlet, or maybe you didn't get one yet. If you didn't, please grab one of these. Uh, in there also is a membership form, and I'll explain a little bit about that later. But this booklet is going to help you to follow along tonight as we talk a little bit about what God has done. And I think the neat thing is watching how God does what he does. You know, we can look at it on paper, and we can uh, go through statistics and things like that. But nothing greater than seeing lives being changed by the glory of God and, and for his glory. And what that means is that when, when we came to know the Lord, you know, many of us came to know the Lord in a very unique situation, in a very unique way. And because of us coming to know the Lord in this kind of way, as we continue to grow in him, we, we could see his glory being shown more and more every single day. And the Bible even tells us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. In other words, God's glory is shown when you and I are transformed to become more like him. So as we look through tonight, as we go through tonight and look through this book, we're going to see more and more how God does that and why it's so important for us to understand the heart and vision of the church and what God is doing so if you open up your booklet, the first thing is we, that we look at is our mission statement. And in our mission statement, it gives us the basic roadmap of how we do what we do. So basically, we exist, and the reason why we're here is to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that turns non-Christians into converts, converts into disciples, and then disciples into mature, fruitful leaders who will in turn go into the world and reach others for Christ. It's, it's a basic way for us to see God move because he commanded us in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, to go and make disciples and to continue to teach, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's where we get our mission statement from. It's directly from the word of God that we want to follow through with what he's asking of us. And even tonight, you're going to see, uh, and even Sunday mornings, we call them marvels on the move. You'll see little children helping and serving because we want them to understand at an early age that we're designed to serve God. We're, we're just designed that way. And nothing like serving God. Like you can do regular things in the world, but when you serve God, something happens in our spirit and in our maturity that gets us to understand that we're created for more than just existing in this world. That God has a purpose for every single person. That's why he's given you a gift. That's why God has given you a talent or some type of passion or ability. He gave that to you so that you would serve him. And when you use it for him, people come to know him as Lord and Savior. You know, right now, although you're listening to me, there are a bunch of people serving behind the scenes. You have our sound people, people on camera. You have people upstairs mixing this video so that it can go out to live stream 
uh, we have our children's ministry, we have our youth ministry, people in the nursery, people in the kitchen who just finished cleaning up after we ate dinner. So you have a ton of people. On Sunday mornings, same thing. You have parking lot crew. You have our ushers and greeters, information people, those that serve in the well or the kitchen or our resource center. Like there are so many people who are involved and put together when we are all doing and being who God has asked us to be, people find Christ. Like there's not one person that is singled out in the church that says your role is more important than this role. Every single person is included. Everyone's participation is needed so that people find Jesus Christ. That's the heart of our church. We say it like this. The vision and what it looks like is to reach people far from God one relationship at a time. And the reason why it's one relationship is because that's how God did it. He sent us his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And we do it relationally because God is a relationship. So he empowers us to have relationships with people in the hopes that they find Christ. Have you ever wondered why God had you around certain people or God would include certain people in your life? Or even at work, like here comes this new person and they're like the worst person in the world, hard to get along with. Their, their language is very, very colorful. And the things that they say and do, and, and, and they don't know Christ. And in your mind, sometimes you're thinking, oh man, I wish we hired a Christian. But what God is doing is he's saying, no, what better person to put around you than a non-believer? The hope that you have in your heart as a believer, this person does not have. So God will surround us with different people who do not know him in the hopes that you love them enough until they ask why. And then you get to introduce them to the God who saved you. And the God who loves every single person. That's why we exist here. That's why we're a church. That's why we do what we do. So that people can find Christ. Someone did that for us. Someone, someone introduced us to Jesus. Someone invited us to church. And that's what we get to do for other people. Everything we do here, we say it like this. Everything we do, everything that we see and everything that we put together, whether it be a book or a video or anything that we do, is always attached to a soul, like someone's heart, someone's eternity, someone's spirit. We buy these chairs, not so that we can just sit down and be comfortable or have air conditioning so that the air is conditioned or we have you know, cool air or we have a building or a shuttle service with vans. It's not so that we can have stuff. It's because our hope is that someone would sit in these chairs who do not know Jesus Christ and then one day they would say yes to him. Everything is attached to a soul. We print these out. We have bulletins. We have our church app. All of these things so that one person that may be far from God, if they come across one of these things, they begin to see the hope and possibility of eternal life. Everything is attached to a soul. Everything we do has a soul in mind. And sometimes we question, why do we do this or that? Go back to our mission statement. Go back to our vision. It's to reach people who do not know Jesus Christ. Like, we're okay. As believers, we're going to heaven. So, in other words, we're in. We have eternal life. We got that. But if that was God's only goal, you wouldn't be here. You'd be in heaven with him. If God's only goal was to get us to heaven, we'd be gone the moment we said yes to Jesus. But God still has an assignment for us, and that's to reach other people for him. So we're still here, 
so that we can be used by God in the hopes that people find him. That's the hope that we have. Lest we forget where we came from, we forget to reach out to other people and include other people. In our, in our booklet, we have what we call our, our core values. And these 10 core values are essential to everything that we do. It's kind of broken down even further than our mission statement. This is kind of like the, the inside workings and the machinery behind our mission statement. And the first core value that we have is daily devotions. You hear us talking about this all the time. We gotta be in the word of God. The word of God is food for our soul, just like how food is nourishment for our body. We need spiritual food. And if you only eat spiritual food on Sunday or Wednesday, our spirits are dying. Imagine just eating once or twice a week. We have a hard time eating once or twice a day. But God gave us his word that we can find nourishment in and strength. So we do daily devotions. Our resource center has uh, journals and Bibles uh, because we want to resource you in nourishing your soul. And daily devotions is pretty simple. Uh, the system that we use is that we have a reading plan, that it takes us through the entire Bible in one year uh, and, and the New Testament twice. But in a year, you can read the entire Bible. And then you can journal. We use an acrostic that helps us, our scripture, observation, application, or prayer. Some of you use SALT, S-A-L-T, and you use that acrostic, whether it's speak, God speak to me, so that scripture, or action would be that A, what action am I going to take, or, or uh, application, or some of you use the word approach, how I approach God, how I approach the scripture, and L would be learning, how am, what am I learning through the scripture, what am I learning from you, God, and the T would be talk with God, like, that's like your prayer. So however you put together your journaling, that's going to be between you and the Lord. But, but find a way or develop some type of system that helps you to be in the Word of God. And we have journals to help you to do that. And every day in the Word of God. Because when life hits, if I don't have anything inside of me and life hits hard, I will get knocked down hard. But if my weapon is the Word of God then I have everything I need to sustain the difficult blows that come my way and the difficult seasons that come my way because I have the word of God. So daily devotions is very important. The second one is valuing people. And the reason why we value people is because God values people. He died for all of us. So we want to value people. The third one is belonging, that everyone has a place to belong and serve. And uh, some of you, you'll jump in to serve somewhere, and then you feel like, well, it's not the area. Then you'll find another area, another area, another area. And then after a while, you'll feel like, boy, this is the place for me. This is where I want to serve. Some people have a hard time serving up front, so they serve behind the scenes. And some people, they love being in the kitchen. Some people love being with the babies. That's great. Everyone has a place to belong and serve. The fourth core value is relevance. That the gospel of Jesus Christ is presented in a way that's relevant, in a way that we can relate to, in a simple way that we can understand so that we can apply it into our lives. The fifth one is love. That loves and acts of service are a, it's the way we see our spiritual maturity, fruitful spiritual maturity. It's, it's, it all comes back to love. Like we'll forget, you know, some scripture. We may not even, uh, we may have a hard time memorizing scripture. We may once in a while come to church or we'll go through a difficult season. But the Bible says if you have love, 
It's love that never fails. We'll fail on other things. But when we have love, we'll never fail. So we get, we get to continue to love people and we get to continue to love God. The sixth one is serving. That everyone is gifted and is equipped to serve. God is the one that equips us so that we can serve him. And we're all unique. Just think of the, the different types of people that are represented here tonight. We're all unique in our own way and God designed us that way. So sometimes you'll compare yourself to someone else or if you scroll through social media, you'll look at other people and you'll think, man, I wish I was like this. I wish I had this. It's almost like you're saying to God, why did you make me this way? But God specifically made us in a specific way to glorify him. So instead of comparing yourself to other people, just go back to who God made you to be and say, God, what abilities have you given me to serve you? What can I do for you? How can I use my life for you? The seventh one is a spirit of excellence, that everything is done with a, with a heart of excellence, a spirit of excellence. It doesn't mean perfection. Perfection is trying to do everything perfect. A spirit of excellence says doing the best that I can with what I have. And that's who we are as a church, that we're going to do the best that we can with what God provides to us and for us so that people find him. The eighth one is healthy relationships. And we really understand and, and truly pursue these healthy relationships because it's, it's vital to who God made us to be. You know, when Jesus sent out his disciples, he sent them out how many? Two by two. He didn't send them out one by one. It would seem like more effective. It would seem more effective in the world that God had 12 disciples. So he would send them out one at a time so that they could reach 12 regions. But the reason why he sent them out two by two wasn't so that he could, he could map out and take care of a, a, a wider geographical range. He sent them out two by two because it's all about relationships. Jesus wanted the disciples to model relationships, not just talk about relationships. He wanted them to show people what the love of God looked like, not just talk about the love of God. So healthy relationships are very important and vital. The ninth core value is connecting people to God, which is our vision to reach people far from God one relationship at a time. And we're going to continue to do that. Even in this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas, people, more people, will more likely come to church during this season than any other season other than Easter uh, during this season to come to church because it's that season. Like God is stirring up the church, all of us, to bring people to come to know him. And we're going to have invitations next week. We're just solidifying some dates on some things that we're uh, planning for December. And then with those invitations, whether it's by hand or digitally, you're going to be able to digitally download an invitation because some of you, you'll send it to someone via text. Uh, we want to get that into your hands so that we can equip you to reach out to other people. But that's where connecting people to God comes in. And then, of course, number 10, investing in the next generation. And we see this happening uh, all the time that we're, we're doing our very best to raise up the next generation because by the time we communicate the heart and the vision and, and by the time we're raising up the younger ones, it, it takes a while to communicate the heart and to cultivate the heart as well as to communicate the heart and vision of the church and for someone to catch that heart. And so it does take some time. And so once, once we raise up that next generation, by then, as we get older, we now get to do different things in ministry. 
But it doesn't mean we're done. It just means we're raising up the next generation and we continue to equip them. So that's, that's what our core values look like. And in, in the core values, uh, every single person, all of us, if we learn these core values, we're going to understand more and more the heart and the vision of our church and what we're all about. When we come to, uh, if you think about our uh, different ministries and the different areas that we serve in, uh, sometimes people would ask us, you know, how do I get to serve? Where can I get involved? And, and how do I, how do I uh, use my gifts for God? Well, one of the ways is that you would come to one of us or through our app. You can always email. Uh, you can always go to someone. Let's just say you wanted to serve in the resource center or the nursery. You can always go in there and say, you know what? God has given me a heart to serve. How can I get involved? And that person would connect you, get your information, and then you would do what we call shadowing. You just come and observe. And you get to watch and, and learn what that person or that individual does in that uh, ministry. And when we look at the components of our church, it's made up of four different components. We serve, and because of the serving part, we use our Sundays and Wednesdays, which, is our, which are our services. We serve on Sundays, Wednesdays, uh, even throughout the week so that people can find Christ. But our services, our Sundays and Wednesdays are very important. We, it's like our game day. That's when many people come to church and many people uh, want to learn from God. Many people who want to make a decision to make this their home church, they come on a Sunday or sometimes a Wednesday night. And so we want to make that available for people and we want to invest heavily into our Sunday mornings because that's when majority of people will come to church. And that's where many people are looking for Christ. They're looking for that hope that the world will never offer. So our Sundays and Wednesdays are important. Our small groups are important. We have our, our different ministries. We have our men's ministry, our women's ministry. We have our rooted and growing ministries. Uh, we just have different uh, pockets of ministries, our youth ministry, where it's a smaller group setting and more people uh, the more people come to church and the bigger we get, the smaller we still need to be so that we can connect with one another as well as build a relationship with each other and with God. So we have the smaller group settings. And in that smaller group setting, uh, you get to know one another. It's amazing. If you come to church on Sunday morning and you come to first service and you've only come to first service for like decades, let's just say something came up that Sunday your team was playing, football team was playing, you stayed home for service, watched the game, came to third service. You almost feel like a new person because you're in a different service. There are people around you that you have never met before. So we try our very best to put together small groups so that we can get to know one another. And that's a part of what we call fellowship. It's a, it's, it's a part of being the body of Christ. And that's our, our small groups. When it comes to our stewardship and taking care of what God has given to us, we want to make sure that we're stewarding well everything that God has given to us. We want to make sure that we're stewarding our spirit, our family, the finances that he gives to us, our health, because God has given us a life to live. So we want to steward well what he has given to us as well as steward well what he has given to us as a church. Our, our building is over 30 years old. Well, we were here in 1992. We opened up in 1992. Is that 30 years? 8, 20, close to 30 years. So just think about the church building, the building itself. I mean, as nice as it looks, 
it is falling apart. It kind of reminds me of as we get older, we start to decay, we start falling apart. Well, the building is the same thing. So we have what we call our building fund, and we give to that. Some of you give to that. Some of you, you, you contribute. You use your, your abilities to help around, and you come up and you serve. But all of these things are included because we want to steward well what God has given to us. And we want to take good care of the facilities for the next generation coming in. We don't want to pass on to the next generation a broken down house of God. We don't want to do that. How would you like to inherit a broken down home? I mean, if you inherited it, great. But wouldn't you want it to be at least in a great condition so that you can live in it? Well, the same thing it comes uh, same thing happens when it comes to the house of God. We want to steward well what God has given to us so that we can pass that on to the next generation. All of our ministries are utilized in a way that comes back to stewardship. We want to steward well what God has given to us. I think if we were to look at all that God is doing and the, all that he is about to do, I think we can be so thankful and I think we are grateful to see that all, get, all that God has done. And, and part of watching what God does is us being able to contribute and be a part of what he is doing. You know, this paper right here, we call it our membership form. And it, that, that's what membership is. Because some people will ask, well, what is, why should I be a member? And what, what significance does that have? And how can, I be a, how can I be a member? What does that look like? And, and why should I be a member? What's the difference? Can I just attend church? Let me just tell you the difference uh, being a member, to, uh, uh, becoming a member uh, looks like. The difference is that when you attend church, then you're an attender. When you're a member, you're a contributor. So that's, the, if you were to simplify it, that's the difference. Some people will attend church. That's fine. Some people will contribute. They give. They serve. They're a part of what God is doing. And so a lot of you would say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not an attender. I'm a contributor. I want to be a member. I want to contribute to the things of God. It also includes when, you know, when there's a funeral or if you're going to get married, because we're not a rental facility, we don't rent out the church building and the church facilities to, the, to just everybody. It's for our members. So if you're a member and you're looking for a place to have a wedding, then as a member, you're able to uh, have the, or you're able to uh, rent the facilities because you're a member, you're a part of the membership. And it, or if it's, there's a funeral, something comes up and your family is in need, because you're a member, then you're able to uh, rent the facilities. So there is a difference between just attending and then being a member. And that's where you get to pray and ask the Lord what you get to do. And so if you feel like God's saying, no, I want you to be a member, that you're going to contribute, then you can fill this out. You will get a card. You're going to sign the card. And then you're going to give that back to us. I'm going to pray over your card. It's a membership card, which is good for one year. So some of you, you did this last year. It probably expired. You want to re-up again. And then I'll sign it. And I'll pray over it. I'll pray over you, your family. Uh, and that's affixing our seal to it. comes out of the book of Nehemiah. When they made the decision to say, God, we are all in, then the leaders affixed their signature to what they were saying. And it was like a covenant together with God saying, we are gonna, we're going to do what you're asking us to do, and we're going to become the people that you're asking us to be. That's where our membership comes in. So it's more than just 
attending church. It's we want to be a part of the bigger picture, God. We want to be a part of what you're doing. So you can take that and fill that in. Uh, and then uh, drop that off in the offering buckets uh, in the back. You're going to see some ushers there. If not, if they're not there, then you can take it to the information center after service. And we, we'll take care of that for you. But that's our, that's our membership side of it. I wanted to call up uh, Erica Giraud. She's going to share a little bit on what happens through our social media. So could you welcome up Erica with me? She's going to share. Okay, I'll hold on to this. Hi, Erica. Hello. Hi. Good evening. So the reason why I asked Erica to share is because there's so many numbers that she's better at it than I am. So you can share how our social media is. I wore is my glasses just for this. I'm just kidding. Haha, uh -huh. that was a joke. I was going to say, what are you reading? No. What, do you have it off the top of your head? No. Oh. So uh, I am here to share with you just some things. I'm, it's going to be kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's a little nerdy, but it's okay. So we're going to go through our social God media. God uses nerds too. Yes, of course. Yeah, without nerds. Anyway. Where would we be? You're making it awkward. It's okay. not awkward at all. <laughs> so first thing, we're going to go through our social media. So uh, we have our Facebook. Now, we got uh, 171 more likes. So this is people who like our page and can see what we post. <laughs> that sounds funny. What? They like our page. Yeah, yeah. So that's the verb, right? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And they like us. Okay. So, and then we have Instagram. We have 190, so almost 200 more followers in the past year. Uh, Twitter, we, Twitter, we kind of go up and down. So we have 188 followers right now. And YouTube, we have 111 more subscribers. So there's 853 there. So this is from last year, the numbers went up. Yes. That's good. Yes. Yay, reaching so it's more exciting. people. Yes, this is all the people that we are reaching. So next is our app. So you can see that we've, in the past year, have 1,836 downloads. Wow. So according to this, it says that 5,787 uh, 5, subscribers. So that means that if you have our app on your phone and your tablet, it will count all the duplicates. So it's okay. not... 500 or 5,700 people, Got but it. devices and everything. So that's really cool. Um, our website, we can see the traffic. We have, that's kind of interesting, yeah? Yes, it is very interesting. 13,000 people throughout the year, 13,000 views on our website. So, you know, it's so exciting because our app, we like to gear it towards you guys, the people who are here in church to give you guys everything that you need at the palm of your hands. And our website is more towards people who are looking for a church, new people. And we can even see the top people <laughs> who look at our website. So, you know, of course, in the U.S., we have 13,000. But I was so excited to see that Japan visits us. <laughs> yeah. 83 people from Japan in the past year. And then India coming in third with 75. <laughs> you guys see this? I mean, no, I that is awesome. kind of... I mean, you might be like, what is she talking about? But if you guys understand that there are people in Japan, India, Nigeria, Canada, yeah, Australia, awesome. in the Philippines, Kenya, all over the world are checking out our website. And we yeah. even have our live stream stats, which is new. So I didn't even think about <laughs> adding it until I went, oh, wait, we have live stream now. Yeah. In the past year. 13,879 views. Now, this is watching live and also going back and watching the recorded version. In the past 
year and 3,500 and one of those people were unique. So that was the same person that might have went back and contributed to the total views. So 3,500 people. That's and awesome. then they also have stats. So you can see all the little blue dots there, just to kind of have a visual of what it looks like. This is what it looks like. This is the world that we're reaching. It says like, 29 countries and 80. 82 states. <laughs> 82 states. I don't know what that means. It no, not 80. I know it's not 82 states in the United States because right. we have more than, I mean, less than 80. <laughs> we have 50 states. 50, I was getting confused. I was like, wait a minute. We got 50 states, right? You know, I watched Friends one time, and yeah. Yeah, Joey was yeah. off. So, That's okay. so it's, right. it's, we have 50 states, everyone, and Hawaii is the 50th one, right? Just checking. <laughs> you don't so, have to be a nerd. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, also with the, the different people around the world and the countries, the reason why I wanted to also bring this up is to let you know that we have received something, and I wanted to show you this. I might have shown this on a Sunday morning, but this is our Hawaiian flag, and this is a certificate of authenticity. It's presented to Pastor Sheldon Loxena, lead pastor of New Hope Church. This is to certify that the state of Hawaii flag accompanying this certificate was flown over Sinai, Egypt, in support of the multinational force and observer's mission. This flag represents the contributions of the United States of America supporting the treaty of peace between Egypt and Israel. It was flown over the South Battalion Tactical Operations Center in Sharm el-Sheikh by the 1st Squadron 299th Cavalry Regiment this 13th day of June 2019. And they signed it. And the reason why I wanted to show you this is because their battalion would watch, or the regiment would watch our live stream every Sunday. And that would be their church. So thank you for giving. Our servicemen and women get to watch online. So what we're going to do with this is we're going to make an area where we're able to put up our servicemen and women that maybe you would want us to pray for. And we'll put a wall somewhere, either in the fellowship hall or somewhere around, so that we can visually see uh, our, our men and women who are serving around the world. And that way we can be reminded every single week to pray for our men and women. Yeah, who serve you know, in our military. <laughs> I, I make jokes that it's nerdy and you know, but all of these numbers is a soul. Like mm -hmm. we are reaching people across the world. And you know, sometimes I get emotional about it because we don't think about it. Serving here, even behind the scenes, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm putting on, you know, I'm doing the camera or whatever. But you guys <laughs> make a difference and we need you. Yep. And we reach people all across the world, and mm -hmm. it makes a difference. We may not have all of the stats of people who are accepting Jesus, but there are people out there who are, and they're sharing the word that we share here around the world. And I just thank you guys for allowing us to be a part of that. Yeah. Can we say thank you to Erica for all that you do, Erica? Thank you. You're wonderful. We have a, a quick video we wanted to show you because... As you know, we have our youth camps that happen here, and this is our district camp, and we invite all of the youth from our district, uh, which is the state of Hawaii, uh, but we're also part of Pacific Southwest District in Foursquare. Foursquare is our denomination, and so we have these camps around the year, and we wanted you to see what God has done in this past year. Let's take a watch. Peace, 
Isn't that great? That's so good. And many of you participate in our, our youth camp, so thank you for doing that, whether it's up front or behind the scenes, or whether it's giving. Uh, many of you have given in the past year and uh, continue to see, and we continue to see God moving in the lives of our young people. Uh, we, we also have the privilege of having our next-gen rep uh, in our uh, Foursquare division or our uh, Pacific Southwest division, that they have a next-gen rep that oversees all of the youth uh, throughout this division, and that's Bunny Correa. Bunny is at our church, and she gets to oversee that. I know you're in the back, Bunny, but we want to say thank you for all that you've done in this past year in our Pacific Southwest District. Thank you. So when we look at our finances, if you open the booklet to the middle, our 2019 finances, this, everything that we're talking about is why we give. We give so that people find Jesus Christ. And you gave last year over $2 million toward the movement of God. Translates to 740 salvations and 109 baptisms. We can say thank you, Lord, for the many who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Some of you found Jesus this past year or got baptized. It's, it's, a, it's a, a, a profound moment in life. And when we get to be a part of what God is doing, whether it's through giving or serving or, or praying and being a part of the bigger picture, and people find Jesus, it just continues to motivate us to do what we do for the, for the glory of God. And the hope is that as our children grow up, they would call upon Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior at the earliest possible age. So thank you for giving. When I look at 2019, I'm so thankful that we get to see God move. And we're still finishing off the year, so we have about six weeks to go, and we're going to finish strong uh, the year 2019. And then we're going to enter 2020. 2020. And that's a, I mean, just think about how time goes by. Our children grow up quickly. Many of them are going to graduate this coming year. Many of them are going to go off to college. Uh, some will have children this year. So things will change in 2020. But one thing will never change is the Spirit of God, that he is always, always 
reaching people and wanting people to come to know him as Lord and Savior. He even says, my promise, I'm not slow about my promise as some people count slowness as, but my desire is that none shall perish, but that everyone comes to repentance. That's his heart, that's his desire. So everything we do is to partner with God so that people would repent, turn from our old ways, and then follow God. And that's our assignment. That's who we get to be. So 2020, everything that we're going to do has that attached to it, that we're going to reach out to people. We're going to continue to build up our leaders. The way I illustrate it is this way, because this is the easiest way for us to visualize what it looks like. This represents us as a church, as a people, leaders, pastors, servants. This is us. So if this, was, if this were to be a, a number of people, let's just say this, this is 100 people, 100 servants, those who contribute, those who are serving, and those who are taking care of, of people, that God would use us as he pours more people in. And these little grains of rice represent individual people. And what God does is he says, I, I'm going to send people your way so that you can love them and that they would find me as their God. But here's what happens. As God continues to pour, if we don't have enough leaders and servants, people begin to fall off. So in other words, we can only take care of so many people because we only have so many people serving. Whether you're, you're ushering or, or, or teaching or, or doing worship or behind the scenes, multimedia, kitchen, resource center, whatever it would be, we can only only handle so many people. So it doesn't matter how many people God sends to us. If we only have this many uh, amount of this much, this many people to serve, then God can only send so many because he doesn't want them to fall through the cracks or fall off. He wants them to be taken care of. So what God does is he will stir a heart and he'll stir your heart. And what he'll do is he'll say, hey, I, w I want you to be a part of this leadership base because I, I, want you, I want you to understand that your significance in this world is more than just existing or attending, that I want you to be a part of something greater than I'm doing. The moment God will speak, that is the moment the devil will also come and speak to you. He'll say, you're not good enough. You have too much in your life that is going on. You're not worthy. He'll speak all the negative things. Don't listen to the enemy. Listen to the Lord. Listen to his voice. And then what he does is he brings in more people. So he increases our leadership base. That's what we look forward to in 2020, that God would, he would increase us as servants, as leaders, and then when God pours people, we can handle them. Why? Because we have people to care for more people. There's more of us to care for people. We can now Shepherd people. That's what, that's what it means to care for. The Bible calls us, we're, like, we're likened to sheep. So God likens us to sheep and he brings shepherds in to care for the sheep. And so you and I are given this ministry so that we can take care of people. We're given the ministry of reconciliation, which means that God has reconciled us to himself so that now we can help Others find that reconciliation with God, their connection to God. So I want you to pray. If you're, if you're not serving right now, just think about God, where, where can I serve? 
with what you have given to me, where, where can I be involved? Because I want to I be a part of something. What can, I, what can I do for you, Lord? One person came up to me and, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm so busy, I, I don't think I can. I said, then look at what you can do. If it's once a month, then, then find that opportunity. And they thought, well, I can do once a month. I thought I had to be here every Sunday, all three services. No, no, no. Everyone has a place to belong and serve. Some people, they'll come to church, they'll do ushering, they'll sit back down and be a part of the service. And it takes them maybe 15, 20 minutes to be a part of the ushers. Some people, they'll serve in the resource center. Some people will serve in the well. But everyone has a place to belong, and they'll contribute an hour or two hours on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. So it's really what is God asking of us and then being a part of what he is doing so that people find him. I want to stand before God and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That's, I want to stand before God and hear that. I don't want to stand before God and have to come up with all the reasons why I didn't. I'd rather say, God, I'm, I'm so thankful for what you did for me. I, I, I wanted to do something for you. And even though it may have seemed small, I can see now the bigger picture in what you're asking of me. So I pray that we would think that through. And part of this leadership base is training. It's helping people uh, uh, develop leadership capabilities and, and uh, for us to be healthier as people. We have what we call a lifestyle practicum. We have that at least once a year. And what that does is it helps us to become healthy spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, so that we can be fit for the use of the king, whether it's in our home, our marriages, our family, or even in the church, so that we could grow health-wise in him. And that's one thing that I've been noticing throughout the years, especially in ministry and in life, is we got to take care of our health, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. Once we start breaking down in those areas, everything else starts to fall apart. So that lifestyle practicum happens once a year. And that helps us to, to grow in those areas and to maintain that health. And that hap that's happening April 17th through the 19th. Those are our dates for that weekend. Uh, also, we have our marriage conference coming up, which is February 7th and 8th. And that, too, is to help us to grow as people so that God can utilize even our marriages. Did you know that when your marriage is successful, God will use it to show other people what marriage is supposed to look like? God uses marriage the way he designed it to glorify him and to let people know what marriage should look like. In fact, that's what happened with Moses. Moses, wanted, Moses was convincing the people that there was a God, and you know what he used? Marriage. That's what he used. He used marriage. If you read the, the uh, book of Genesis, marriage is so highly uh, magnified because Moses was trying to convince a people that there is a God who exists. And he used marriage as that example. So we have our marriage conference coming up. We also have our SALT conference coming up in October. And we just had that. So our SALT conference is uh, where we get to learn and grow together when it comes to serving. And that's what SALT stands for, serving and learning together. And that conference happens once a year. And it also gives us a way to get involved in different areas and why we do what we do when it comes to serving. So SALT Conference uh, is coming up. Also, our Rooted and Growing, and Pastor Marsha is here tonight. I'm going to ask her to come up real briefly. And she's going to share a little bit about what Rooted and Growing is and how it's been uh, going this past year. Can we welcome up Pastor Marsha Krieger? Thank you. 
So I know when we first started talking about rooted and growing, we really wanted to uh, create something that uh, people could be discipled. Anyone, anywhere, anytime could be discipled. What does that look like right now? Well, right now what it looks like is we've got all kinds of groups that are going. We've got your regular Bible studies. Then we've got devotional groups. We've just started something we're calling pop-up groups, which I'm excited about. So they're not groups that meet all the time. They'll just be something fun that we're going to do. Um, we, we did one called Off the Menu, and we learned how to cook enchiladas. They were I fabulous. Oh, I my gosh, they were that. so good. They good. Yes, and next one is in December. We're going to decorate cookies, and we're doing a cookie exchange. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. We have one coming up in January. Um, where is she? Denise. She paints rocks, and then she hides them. And you have to go find them, and she puts it online. And so we're actually going to do that as a group with our family. Wow. So we're giving people an ex- opportunity to connect with people. And one of the things we say is church is never too big when you're part of a small group. Mm. And a story that I'd love to share is um, I honestly felt like life is really good. I didn't need to be part of a small group because, you know, I'm here on staff with all these wonderful people and all you guys, and I have my grandkids and all of that, but God was stirring my heart. So I actually have a group that I get to be part of, and they hold me accountable, these ladies. And we were talking, I think it was two weeks ago, and almost to a T, each one of them said that they loved our church, they loved being here, they loved the worship, they loved the message, they loved everything, but being a part of this small group gave them something else. And one lady said, I actually wake up happy on Sundays because I now I'm going to see, and she names people. So our hope is that you guys would plug in and I brought these up here. Um, we put these cards up um, on the other side of this wall. It's called our Connect Wall. And it's just different groups that are coming up um, or are happening right now. We just started the book of James. It's not too late. Excellent study. Um, a group that I want to um, talk about that I think some people will love starting in January is called Best Friends Walking Group. And what that is is we have people who have the little fur babies and um, in our church, if, um, if you can bring your service animal who's trained for a purpose for you. But these people love their babies, and they want to share and talk. So actually, Sonia and Janice, I think, are going to start a group on Mondays, and they're going to walk around the park. And you can bring your fur babies and share and build relationships that your way. Your fur babies. Fur babies. Is that what you guys call them? I don't call them that. I call them my dog. It's my dog. I don't know if I could bring my what dog. What do you call yours? My, do- my, do- my dog is not. Wait, wait, wait. She has one. What, what? do you call yours? A dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> I just never heard fur babies before. I've heard fur babies. No, yeah, okay. I'm sorry I'm on that subject. Know. But yeah. I, No, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm a football fan. I'm not an animal fan. Okay. Well, you can bring your... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't anyway. talk about football right now. I'm not going to talk football. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, anyways, I'll behave. But okay. anyway, so small groups. Uh, it connects you with people, relationships. That's key. Um, We are the body of Christ. That means all of us together need each other to go out there into this world and bring the love of Christ. So that's it. Right Now Media is a way also that people can. Can you talk a little bit about Right Now Media? Yes, so we have Right Now Media. And a lot of our um, groups that we're doing uses Right Now Media. And Right Now Media likes to call themselves the Netflix of Bible studies. They're amazing. They, They all kinds of Bible studies on there. And then if you've got children... Um, there's children's videos on there, there's um, conferences on there, and here's the cool thing. All of that for you is free. You don't, pay a, you don't pay a thing. And some people say, hey, 
I want to go to your group, but I can't come at this time. And I just say, go on right now, media. Invite friends over to your house and do this together. And they've made it easier for you to join because up until this point, you would have to turn in a card, give us your email address, we would send it to them, and then you would hear something back. But right now, if you have your phone, you can text um, right now, NHH to 41411. Text out right now, and then you'll get something back. Go through the thing, sign up, and you will have Right Now Media when you go home. And it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. Yeah. Absolutely. And amazing, amazing, amazing. I go on there. Um, I, I, I'm not a nerd like Erica, but I love to read. <laughs> I love to listen to podcasts. I love to send things out. I love Right Now Media. Everybody's a nerd in some form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and right now, media, um, they have different types of Bible studies, different types of teaching, training, uh, teachings and trainings from conferences to Bible study groups, different pastors that would be doing different teachings. Right. And women's. Um, there's different, so when you go onto Right Now Media, if you don't know what you're doing, as soon as you get on, you go into libraries, and there's women's, there's men, there's finances, um, there's parenting and all that. There is a library called New Hope Hilo. And what we'll do is we'll go through some things, and just to help you out, if you don't know where to start, we'll put videos in there under different things so you can tag on that and watch that. Yeah. Um, we are going to be, by the way, doing financial peace. I think that's important for everybody. Um, the leader just got her materials, and she's going to be looking at that. So in next year, we'll be doing that. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Pastor Marsha Krieger, for sharing what's happening. Uh, some of you uh, were here last year and we were talking about our Mighty Marvels, which are our children's ministry. And, and, and one thing about Mighty Marvels that I so enjoy is that we're reminding children that as it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 139, verse 40, uh, 14, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That marvelous are your works and my soul knows that very well. And so we developed different characters. I know that they popped one up, but this is, this is Aiden. And I'm just briefly going through these different characters because um, these characters are created so that children can relate to the Bible and sometimes even Bible characters. Aiden carries a backpack with his Bible in it. When he opens the Bible, it becomes his suit, kind of like Iron Man. And then he has those um, abilities from God. Uh, and then uh, we actually used him for the treasure night. I don't know if we have the pirate one of Aiden yeah, so he holds the Bible, and uh, he basically says that I am a seeker of the truth. And so we used him last, uh, on, uh, it was a Wednesday night we had in our, our courtyard where the children were on a pirate ship, and they were doing some cool things outside. So we get to use these characters for that. Uh, this next one is, who's this? Oh, that's Jubilee. So Jubilee blows the trumpet when someone receives Jesus. So these characters... Are, are created so that our children can learn about the Bible, and she has a shofar that she blows. Uh, and then her, this is a Christian. He's the captain of all of the mighty marvels. He is the only one that can fly. Okay, next one. This is, oh, that's Jubilee before she transforms into uh, with the shofar. So they have their, their normal self, and then their, when they change. Okay, next one. This is, Mana. So Mana is getting ready for Christmas. And Mana, uh, he's, he's very humble, but he also has a lot of strength. And the joy of the Lord is his strength. So that's Mana. Did we have another one? Or is that it? 
Oh, there it is. That's the, that's the superhero we're looking for. But those characters uh, we're utilizing so that our, our kids can connect, our children can connect with, with the Bible characters also and learn about the Bible. So we're also connecting with Foursquare Missions Press, and they're helping us to print out uh, different books and coloring books and things like that and a card game so that it can go along with the characters that our children can learn. So that's, that's all. It takes a lot of work to put these things together. But thanks be to God that we have a wonderful team of, of servants in our life stage ministries that is able to do things like this and help us uh, get the gospel to these children so that they can learn in a creative way and in a very fun way who they are in Jesus Christ. Because the world they're growing up in is completely different than the world many of us have grown up in. So the more they get to know their identity in Jesus, the better off they'll be growing up in a world that tries to change their identity to look more like the world. But that's what we want to do uh, looking into 2020. As well as uh, not just looking forward to 2020, but we wanted to give you just a recap of what 2019 looked like. And so this video was put together by Auntie Melba. She is one of our elders. And uh, just throughout the year, she was able to capture the different moments of who we are as a church and what God was doing. And so thank you for including yourself in here if you're in this video. Uh, thank you for being a part of a church who continues to love God and love people. So enjoy this video for about the next five minutes, and then we'll conclude and pray together. Let's watch 2019. I love to come to New Hope Hilo because of uh, the people, the sermons are great, and it's a great chance to serve and meet new members of the community. We are family and we find that security, that love, the acceptance, and that safety that we all need that can only be provided by our Father. I am learning a lot of the Word of God. I get so much out of this place. It makes me feel at home. This is awesome. Jesus here. We just love the people. I am so happy every time I come.
marbles because I volunteered one day and I loved it. So I stayed. <laughs> I really enjoy spending time with kids and just like seeing the look on their faces. Just walk around and crawl around and play with um, the other babies here and just interact with us is really just priceless. It really gives me joy to see the kids um, receiving Jesus eventually. I get to meet others, I get to fellowship, and I get to enjoy books. I get to see all the smiling faces. It brings me closer to God. And he gives me victory every day. I get to if I can reach somebody through my music and my drumming, that's what I'd love to do. It has become kind of like family. I love it. <laughs> we love God. I love Jesus. I love God. is part of my worship, giving back to Him. I think that's what makes the Lord happy. It's family. They really show the love and the care for each other. This is my way of giving that I know how, and I get to meet all these you know, people that otherwise I probably would not even know or get to know. Because of all He has done for me, He's brought me so far. It's just a small way of me returning. Something. This has been my home church for over 30 years and I have been given so much love and aloha that finally now I get to give back. Everybody's been warm and welcoming and it feels like home. I love helping others. It's a way to give back. I can help. I love to come to church because I love to learn about Jesus. Powerful. It's so good. So thank you for serving. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention, and some of you were probably wondering if uh, this is still happening, it's our One Missions Ministry. And uh, Chad Kaneko, who oversees our One Missions Ministry, actually just came back from California and kind of scouted uh, some areas that they're gonna do a missions trip next year, I believe in March, and some of our youth are gonna be going with him. Uh, but you'll hear more about that come uh, 2020. But we just once again wanted to say thank you to Jesus Christ who allows us the privilege of being a part of his church because he's the head of it. My grandchild, uh, Landon, or Oakley, came up to me and he says, Papa, are you the, are you the boss of the church? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not the boss of the church. And he says, well, Landon, who is my second uh, oldest grandchild, he said, Landon said, you're the, you're the boss of the church. I said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not the boss of the church. Um, I'm a part of the church. He said, no, but he says, like, you're, 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 the, you're the boss. I said, no, no, Oakley, I, I, know, what, I know what you're saying. I, I'm the pastor, but no, the only boss is Jesus Christ. And he said, so he's a good boss. I said, yep. Don't we serve a good God? We have a good God. He's a good boss, and he's good to us, and he's not bossy. But he does love us, 
you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for being the head of the church. We follow your lead. We'll go where you go. And we'll become everything you've asked us to be. And we pray as a church that we'll continue to shine our light in such a way that people would see our good works and glorify you in heaven. Thank you for including us in the bigger picture of eternity. One day when we get to see you face to face, we'll get to see even more all that you have done through this wonderful church that we call New Hope Church. So thank you again. We praise your name. And we all said together, amen. Can we thank him tonight, Lord? Thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful father, wonderful God.